a mini-series, a two-week series that God has put in my heart, and I know um, it's going to sharpen us, and I know it's going to do a, a beautiful work in our lives. If I were to title this message, which I kind of did, here it is, um, if you're taking notes, it's titled Ready, just Ready. Um, so that'll be a cool time, right, to look at the person next to you and say, are you ready? That, that'll be nice. But ready. And um, I want to talk about something uh, real cool when it comes to ready. And, and this little mini-series is called Ready, Aim, Fire. We have a dartboard here that we're going to use eventually. And um, I've already, already started practicing shooting the darts. And I made all three of those in the bullseye. Back to back to back, if you've noticed. Um, no, but I've already chipped off some paint from the wall. Um, <laughs> but hopefully you get fun and um, it's going to be a great learning time in his scripture and his, and his text. It's some sort of weapon. Some of you guys, the first thing you thought about was a gun. Um, who knows what else you guys thought about? Sick people. But um, ready, aim, fire, and we have a target, and maybe you thought about the bow and arrow, like a little design there, a graphic. But we know when it comes to weaponry, there's some important things uh, that you should and that you need to know. You need to know uh, what weapon you are using. And um, it's very dangerous to not know the weapon. Uh, as you carry a weapon and you don't know your weapon. I, I did something for today and I, and I put it back here because I didn't want any of you to see it. But I walked in doing it. And I, I'm going to bring it out. And it's real cool because everyone, when you see this, you see, you're going to think that I bought this for my son. But what you guys don't know, I walked into the church, I shot my dad. He's the first person I shot. Then I hid behind the wall and I looked at the audio and sound and Rudy and Lou were standing back there and I started to shoot them. And um, I, I bought my own weapon today. You see, I look at it, it's a Nerf gun. It's a Nerf gun and, and it has a little suction cup and it's not going to cause any damage. Who, who's brave enough today? Who's brave enough? Oh, Robert's brave enough? Yeah, this thing shoots pretty, pretty hard and it's pretty... Why don't you stand up for a second? You want me to shoot you for a moment? Oh, okay. But <laughs> he's like, bring it. Huh. But I can't shoot you there because I'm going to hit one of those lovely ladies back there. I mean, it would be cool to hit Maori right behind you and it curves. But, but try to catch it. Just come over here and stand over here. You, you guys think this is, this is no joke. This is why my son can't play with this yet. It's my toy. I just move, I'm going to move back a little bit because it's pretty strong. Where do you want me to aim at? Your chest? That's what they teach you, I think, in, in police academy. Yeah, torso. But I like to shoot at the head. All right, ready? Here it is. I'm nervous. Ah. Oh. The recoil is bad on this thing. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. But, but you see, the, I'll get them. Everyone say, come on. Oh. No, I'm not going to do that. Oh, amen. We're going to be shooting each other. I want to see how good you guys are. I have to hit you at least one time. There you go. Did I hit you? I wanted to hit Elvin there. Elvin, Elvin um, uh, did I hit you, buddy? All right, good. Here we go. I, I want to see how good you guys are, and, and this is what I'm going to do. Um, we're going to have a competition today after service, amen? How many of you want to play in a competition? All right, give me a second for a moment. I'm going to put a target up here, and you're not going to shoot me while I'm standing here. But, but this is what we're going to do. The person that wins, the person that wins is going to take me and my family out to dinner. <laughs> Sound good? All right. Let me load up my gun. 
Let me put two in the, ch in the chamber, right? And let's preach. I, I want to talk about weaponry. And my son's going to have a blast today with this gun. Um, I've, I have already lost like four of them. I used to have so many. I've already lost four. And by the end of the day, my son will have the rest of them lost. So pray for my son as he shoots me and my wife all day with this. And he shoots his grandparents all day with this. It's going to be fun. But I want to talk about what ready, aim, fire is. I want to talk about this weaponry. And I want to talk about knowing your weapon. I know this is just a Nerf gun. And can you imagine the feedback I would get if I would bring a real gun over here? I don't think that would be a wise thing. Or at least take out my real gun and say, hey, guys, look at this gun, right? Take out a real gun and show it to you guys. But one of the first things that we need to know is we need to know our gun. Imagine handling this thing and not even knowing our weapon, how dangerous that is. And we all know that there are different weapons for different things. Whether you're hunting or where you're at war, there's different weapons. Just, just think about that for a moment. You have some weapons and some guns, right, that are for close-range shooting, some that are better for, for far distance. You got some that are so powerful that wherever it shoots you, um, that target's going down, you're probably going to die, and you got some that you might survive, depending where it shoots you, it, you, you could survive a, a shot. You got some that's trigger is lighter, you got some whose trigger is a little bit heavier. You got some guns that, that the kickback and the recoil is stronger, and the other one is just a smoother shot, and there's just so many details that come behind a weapon. There's so much that goes behind a Nerf gun, but there's so much that goes behind even an arrow. Think about a bow and arrow. I'm sure without a, without a doubt that when you look at an arrow, there's so many different types of bows and there's so many different types of arrows. I don't know anything about bows and arrows. I don't know anything really about weaponry, period. But I'm sure that bows and arrows, there's a bunch of arrows depending on what you're shooting, how you're shooting. If you're shooting for game, if you're shooting for sport, I'm sure there's different kinds of arrows with all different kinds of materials, with all different kinds of tips for all different kinds of shooting and hunting. I'm sure about that, without a doubt. But there's something that I want us all to grasp today. And that's that we should know our weapons and why we need our weapon. Because you see, anyone could carry their gun around. And anyone can at any time just take out their gun and say, hey, what are you gonna do, I got a gun. I know, don't be so amazed by a Nerf gun. But in a real life, instance and someone takes out a gun anyone could do that because nowadays for a little bit of money anyone could go to a class and get a concealed license and carry a gun on them and and you're probably sitting next to someone right now that whatever let's just keep going but anyone could carry this and anyone could take it out and anyone can point it but just because anyone could do that it doesn't mean that they really know what they're doing with what they have and that's very important to understand when it comes to our faith. It's very important that we know our weapon and we know why we need them. And you might be here and you're like, well, you know what, Pastor? I'm just totally against weapons. Okay. It's okay. If that's your belief. But I'm going to tell you something right now. Not when it comes to God's people. We're not totally against weapons. So we need to get over that. I'm totally against weapons. Not in this house. Amen. I asked you to turn to 2 Corinthians 10, and I want to read three verses with you, and look what Paul says as we look at weaponry today. The first verse that we're going to start with in verse 4, for the weapons of our warfare, they're not of flesh, but they have... So what, what, do, they, <clears throat> what do they have divine power? Why are they mighty and destroy arguments 
and every lofty opinion raised a captive to obey Christ. Verse 6, everyone say, being ready. Yeah. Being ready to punish every disobedience. When you're in and what is this text telling you and I? It, it, it's basically saying, hey, we have weapons. There, there's weapons that believe. Okay, in scripture, the text is just highlighting that fact. There, there's weapons and believers hold on to these weapons. And, and these weapons are mighty. After reading that, who doesn't want a weapon? Like, <laughs> I, get, I'm a guy, I get a weapon. I want to shoot up a target. I want to rip up a sheet of paper. And I want to, as you saw with a Nerf gun, but whatever it is that I'm aiming at, the first time I went shooting, I, my wife will testify, I, I brought the paper home, and I said, here, my first time shooting, I'm going to keep it. I, I don't know where that paper went, but I'm going to keep it so that as I keep it, I really have gotten better. But I kept that. I was proud of that. I shot up a target. Read this in the text, and we read this as Paul is addressing Corinth. He's saying, Church, there's weapons and you hold them and they're to destroy things. And Paul says it because we're at what? We're, we're what? We're at war. That's why we have weapons. And then you might say, well, I thought in Christ we have peace. And I say, right. But like always, in every time of peace, there is a of that. And then you might say, well, so, so instantly destroy what rises to steal our peace. Destroy strongholds, destroy arguments, punish every disobedience. Looks like it's spiritual. First thing you should write down, first thing you should know, it's everything that I'm talking about. Forget about a physical gun. And first, forget about physical destruction. What I'm talking about now is way more important. And it's the spirit that in this spiritual, we have a powerful weapon. And the Bible says that it is mighty in God. It is a divine power. This is just a nerf to go on with life. But what we hold on in the spiritual is constantly destroy strongholds that get built up. Scripture says that we come against, we destroy, we, we punish all acts of disobedience that come. Because if you haven't caught it yet, if you haven't caught it yet, dude, just go home. It starts at your house. For sure. Well, we punish those things. We destroy those things. We come against those things. So, the and the question is, are you ready to destroy, to bring down, to punish? Or marketing or man manipulation. I love that. Because you guys know it's easy. <laughs> but, but, you know, you want my chain, my, my wallet, anything else you want? My shoes? When you put the weapon and you point it at their face and some of our trade aren't for marketing, they're not for manipulation. But look what it says here. They are for demolishing that we use our powerful God tools, God weapons for smashing warps. Amen. Okay. Fitting every loose thought and emotion. I'll read it one more time just in case I was speaking to you. Here it is. Fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. Oh, it's not out there? Sorry. Are ready. Our tools, our weapons are in and building lives of obedience into maturity. So, which it's ready and you're ready and it's at hand to clear. It's just highlighting that to the church of Corinth. So I read this and I say, well, I see why. Just tell the world, 
Let someone look at me. In. We'll see what happens to them. It's not just for that. When, when, when Paul, regular warfare, it's a spiritual warfare. And, and I don't want you to misinterpret what a country, it's important. And they're important. And we thank God and we honor our military men and women for everything that they do. And yes, I do believe that they are under oppression. God's military men and women are warfare. It's not necessarily it spiritual. Listen, earthly warfare has physical consequences that affect generation. It has consequences which affects for all of eternity. Because what happens in the spiritual echoes never take the spiritual matters lightly. Amen? When we carry the weapons of God, we carry it with honor, we carry it with respect and of God, that God might be revealed through it. It's a weapon that belongs to God that has been given. It's a weapon that is transferred unto you in the spiritual realm by the presence of God, by the power of it on us every single day. Mess with me and you might get prayed for. Oh, yeah. Mess with me, I'll kick you in the face. No, that's not what I'm talking about. For your life. Just mess with me. Become my enemy. I might do to you. I might just love you back. Oh, man, you don't understand that sometimes the way you make people more alive is by treating hatred with more hatred. But the way that you... You don't even get it yet. Just, just mess with me. Just, I dare you to mess with me. I aimed it at them because they're family. If I would have done it to you guys, I would have never seen you again. They can't. Why not just shoot a... I might not just shoot a, a Nerf gun at you. Just mess with me. And I, I might not just pull the trigger to, but I might activate a service to love you. Just, just come here. Mess with me and dare me to cock back because you never know what might come forward. Oh, man. Here, everyone, say it with me. Just mess with me. And you might never know what might come out of this weapon tools, our weapons, look what he says, are ready at hand for clearing the ground. There could be so many. Because the Lord has equipped us with so much. Hey, and God uses these weapons. Hey, come here, follow with me for a second. Follow me, follow me. They take Nerf guns and they shoot people and they almost shoot a precious young lady by accident. But things, what makes you think that he might not just use some strange weapons to do some strange stuff? I'll prove it to you. He grabs Moses, right? And he says, pick up your weapon. Yo, how am I going to hit Pharaoh with this? When he's covered with spears and knives. Easy, because watch this. What Pharaoh's spears, what Pharaoh's spears can... Staff lifted up, waters are part in half. You'll see that through the work of that strange weapon, I would, he'll use weapons that'll blow your mind. And God uses all these strange instruments, all these strange weapons. Judges. The first one that we see that God uses for his purpose is what is called an ox goad prod. It's a very interesting weapon. It goes anywhere from 5 feet to 10 feet. And this prod, what it did was at the end, it has a very, very sharp end at the end of it. It's like a sharp, sharp iron point, like a little spear at the, end, the other end. And the sharp point was to use to keep the oxen moving, cut the plow that the oxen would leave behind. So they would poke the oxen with one side and... Well, there was, a, there was someone in the book of Judges that it was amazing. Six hundred of wood with a sharp object at the end. Weird instrument, man. Cicero was an evil army commander. He was going to invade the people of Israel, rape their women, 
Kill them, kill everyone for a little bit before he goes to invade. Thank God Jael killed him because if she didn't kill him, he would probably come back and rape. This man's about to destroy Israel, takes a peg from her tent that he's sleeping in, and it's and goes, clack, clack, and drives a peg through his skull. Weird, dude, who does that? You look at a cross, you look at nails, weird instruments, strange things. His men, the 300 that stayed with him, and he breaks them up into three different groups. Now do me a favor, everyone grab your jars, grab your containers, grab these pitchers of clay and ash with the yell and with the trumpet and every one of our enemies in the valley will be confused and we'll be able to just in jars to kill the Midianites and to drive them away. Strange weapons, but yet they were, listen, they were useful, but yet strange, aren't we? These weapons that God uses even in our lives today, to, to wait before I hit some four points that I want to give you. We, we look at Mark chapter 9. Check this out. Mark chapter 9, real cool, right? So, Teacher, my son suffers from a mute spirit. His teeth at us. And long story short, Jesus is like, let's go check him out. Guess what the disciples do? Um, teacher, how come we couldn't do that? And just some things, they don't come out unless through prayer and fast. Your disciples couldn't do it? My son is committing suicide, foam is coming, slivers like a snake, it doesn't look good. When me and daddy show up at home, he starts to cast out the demons, and Jesus goes, cast out the demons. The disciples are like, what the heck, man, how can we come out? Unless you get on your knees, and you begin to pray for those things, and you begin to fast for those things. Hey, whatever you ask for, man, there's something that I'm looking for in you. There's some intimacy that I'm trying to draw out of you. You could see some spiritual things erupt in your life. Don't think that I'm just going to give you gifts. I need something from you. I need something in return. I, I want to do a work in you. And very strange. So I ask you guys the question, though. Are you ready? Back to our word, ready. Are you ready in prayer? Are you ready in fast? Real cool. Paul and Silas are doing a crusade. Hey, this is real cool. And there's a girl being called a fortune teller, let's say. And she she's makes a lot of money in that area. Make money off her. And, and these guys that were like her pimps that make money off her. Um, he, he's coming to cast out. And Paul looks at her and says, woman, shut up. And every demon that's in, no longer, watch this, a fortune teller in the spiritual realm. Now she's healed and she's back to her proper state. And, and, and she's a, a refreshed, uh, uh, beautified, back, you know, normal person. Guess what they did? They got upset. You took our money. You took our business. You know how much money we were making from this girl? So they caused an uproar, and they eventually arrested Paul and Silas, and they threw him between God's work. Hey, it doesn't end there. It doesn't end there. Let me tell you why it doesn't end there. Because no prison guard could keep you captive. Amen. See, we'll break through the thickest chains. We'll drop the hard, the most difficult gates to open. So one day, come on, we all do this, right? It's midnight, so Paul and Pilate are like, are you down? Silas is like, I'll prove it to you. In verse 25, it says that they were praying and they began prison. There's a warden outside looking at them. They're in chains. There's a door, a gate that is closed up. And what do they start to do? What a mighty God. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Silas, your turn. What a mighty God we serve. It's 12 o'clock midnight in chains in prison. I'll tell you who does that. Those who God has equipped with weapons. Family, your, your spouse, your, your, whoever, have they closed the gates on? I'm telling you that the weapons that God gives you are greater than the chains that have you bound. I'm telling you. 
It says here, it says here that as they began to sing, it says that the other prisoners were listening. So now, and all the doors immediately flew open and the chains, watch this, of every prisoner fell off because what you don't understand is that your weapons might, your praises might free. Well, let them fend for themselves. They deserve to be in jail. They deserve to be in chains. When are you going to get it through your head? talking and you better check your heart and you better start worshiping and praying and believe chains and it says that all the chains came off immediately and when the warden the prison doors open he thought that all the prisoners had escaped so he takes out his sword to kill himself and happens at the end of the story the man gets saved and he becomes a follower of jesus christ what happens that paul shot forth Actually, this is every Sunday. I, hey, bringing this Nerf gun every single Sunday, baby. <laughs> Just whenever I preach, I see someone sleeping. But my aim is not good. <laughs> it won't work. Oh, yeah. They knew how to use their gun. They knew how to use their weapons. Come here, come here. Can you, and they would have not have used their weapons, right? Imagine them on the gate. Hey, you stupid. Oh, because instead of showing love, we don't show anger. Oh, I know that not this church. This church is close to perfection. That's the other church. I'm innocent, and so is my boy Silas. We haven't done anything. Get us out of here. Where's the stone call? You'll see. I'll call my lawyer. I can't stand this place. I hate all. Think about what the Christian would do with that. Instead of, instead of, they knew exactly what to do, and they shot. God, we serve to. What a mighty God. And an earth adore him. What a mighty God. We serve. It's crazy the spiritual weapons that God gives us. Strange if you ask me. But let me ask you a question. Are you ready in worship? 100 plus people and they're all praying. Oh Lord God, we're so scared. Come here, this is a true story. This is a true story. Oh, God, we're so scared for our lives, Lord. Lord, we are so scared because they're coming after us. We've heard it through our brothers and sisters, Lord. And we're hiding in this building. And Lord, give us strength, Lord, because we're timid and scared and we're hiding in this building, Lord. Holy Spirit was going to give us boldness and give us gifts, Lord. You said that. And out of nowhere, in the middle, fire the Holy Spirit on each and every single one of them. And they began to speak in new, up with strength. And they all looked around. And did you, did you just feel what I just thought? Peter, I don't know what just happened to me but i'm talking back i don't know what it is they weren't scared anymore drunk peter you're a man of god and so is john he's drunk all of you are speaking let me tell you a little something men and women of jerusalem none of these men are drunk what you see here with the father and he begins to preach in acts chapter 2 verse 41 it says that of them were baptized and on that day three thousand people were you tell me that's not a spiritual weapon what drunk looks like you think no it falls off that sticky thing's not that good it fell on us i don't know i'm thinking peter shot like this <laughs> here, remember that movie? all right juice but whatever hey peter's like we're not drunk I mean, come and mock me come and say i'm drunk and watch what might happen to you you might just get we said it the other day it tells us that we are um not to be ashamed um who believes amen so what does that teach you and i it's strange but it's very true. Let me be equipped with fasting. Hey, God has given you weapons. How are you handling this by the service? I know I am. I know I am.
I know I am. Ammo, so I have to be careful with my decisions. Of, that's that's going to be a point later on. Just don't shoot just to shoot. But let's not get carried away. But here it is. Jesus is being tested by, by, by Satan. Satan will come at him with scripture, twisting the scripture, twisting the scripture. And Jesus, multiple times, what did he do? He corrected the scripture. He, he, he spit back the scripture and was ready. You be ready. Be ready to give a defense. You know what? First, you honor him as holy. Look at this. Always being prepared. Right. Yeah, that was better. Be ready to make a defense. Always being ready to make a defense. Always in God that we are equipped with. Just, just some. I said the word of God. I, I haven't even gone deep into that. But, but my question as we continue to look at the weapons that God has equipped us, because there's so many, we could stay here for hours. Here's my question. The first point that I want to give you, and they're going to be fast four points. Or four points very fastly. The first one is this. Know your weapon tell you something, that just because you have a weapon, it doesn't mean that you should be respected. Come on. Some people in this world have weapons and you respect them. Some people have weapons in this world and you fear them. Because I, how can I say this properly? That know the word of God. Do you get the difference? Meaning what? There's some that are honoring God, but there's some that are damaging God. More than honoring him. I fear that. Know how to use it. Because just because you have one doesn't mean, oh, I should be respected. Shh. It doesn't mean that you know how to use it just because you're carrying it. Think about weapons. And anyone could do that nowadays. Anyone could get a license. Anyone could carry a You could do it. At least everyone in here, in your age, you could do it. And being a possessed gain you respect, it just makes you more dangerous. And it makes people fear you, not respect you. So what are you trying to say, Rico? What I'm trying to say is, if it's spiritual warfare, exercise it. Become familiar with prayer. Be disciplined in fasting. My goodness, be active in worship. And those, those, some of the things that I've mentioned had an issue with the religious leaders of his day. I mean, it was all over the book of John chapter 18, verse 19. You know what he tells them? Well, since you don't know who, because you see the Pharisees, they know everything. The Pharisees, they know everything about God. Yeah, you didn't know that? Shh. They have their concealed license. I'll give it to you. I know everything about God because I know the whole law. I know the whole testament. Ah. The reality is their, their shooting was very dangerous because here's Jesus and he confronts them and he's saying, you don't know who your father is. I'll school you right now about who God is. And then he says, if you knew me, God is, you think you understand all these spiritual things, but the truth is, in you ignoring me, is a perfect example. And if you know the son, you would know the father. So don't come to me with your gun in my face telling me that you know who I am. You don't know me. It's awesome. They held concealed license. They were just walking on the streets like, I'm a Pharisee. Shooting like blanks in the air. That's me, I'm a religious leader. All they were, that is very scary. You know, some people are so sick to point it at something, to point it at a target. And questions, shh, know how to use your weapon because you might die. One of the things that I want to talk to you about is the second point real quick that I want to just kind of like jump into as I've been. Because not having wisdom of our weapon is so dangerous, man. Listen to me. There's some that, that do you know that if you have the ability, and, and it's, it's, it's omission, guys. If you have the ability to take out the weapon and shoot it, and you don't, you say, I'm not going to take it out here, not here, not in this crowd. No way. Can you imagine what they're going to think about me? And God's like, take it out of the bag. 
Take it out of the... I'm going to pray for the sick person. Amen. And God's like, yes, go, 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 go. And then you're in the hospital and you see the person right there. Everyone's going to think I'm crazy. I can't just pray for this person because what happens if they don't get healed? Then they're going to say, your God is fake because he didn't get healed. I can't. Do it already. Do it already. Oh, no. Because we're in our lunch. And then they begin to start talking about what they did this weekend. And everyone is talking about lust and the show that they just watched. And everyone is drops on your spirit. And it starts to say, talk. Now they're going to think I'm crazy. This woman's having an affair on her husband and she wants me to talk right here in the middle of Chipotle. I can't talk right now. And you open up the door so that I can talk. Not right now, God. And God's like, take out the weapon. Shoot it right here. What needs is Jesus. Tell her what she needs is needs to her and her husband go to church. Tell her right now. Come on. Take out the weapon. Know your weapon. Use wisdom right now. Don't stay quiet. Shoot the gun. Take it out. Why do you have a gun in your pocket? Why do you hope? We don't shoot it. Most of us in this church live like and and beep this and bleep that and God's like healed and God's like take it out now use wisdom no always being prepared to make a what a defense of your hope which is Jesus Christ always be ready to shoot it doesn't mean that you relax but shoot when God gives you that you just got to start talking. Sometimes the Spirit says, shh. Sometimes the Spirit says, and don't always start talking. Know your weapon. Know when to use. The tongue can bring death. The tongue can bring life. And those who love to talk will use the weapons. Ephesians 4.29, let no corrupting talk come out of them. They may give grace to those who hear. Use your weapon so that People use it properly. If you have a weapon, always be ready to use it. Point number two, use it with wisdom. Use it with wisdom. Be ready at all times. Can I give you my third one? When you take out this weapon, listen to what I'm about to tell you. Oh, I wanted you to do it right now. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. Thank you. At least we have one. What happened to the water? Hey, when you take out the gun, see that what Amanda just did? Do it one time. Just, now we're gonna act it. Right? Right? Whoa. Put it down. Put it down. When, when you use this thing, it's not to harm. It's to save. And if you're just... Using it to harm people, you don't deserve that license. You don't deserve that gun. Take it back. Get rid of it. Because what God has entrusted you with, it's never to bring down, it's always to lift up. Use it, not to harm, but to save. Oh, he tells the Pharisees, what sorrow awaits you in Matthew 23? You teachers of the religious law, you Pharisees. Look what he calls them, you hypocrites. You go to the ends of the earth, to save someone.
Because what you do in return is this, ready? You turn that person into twice the child of hell. But all that I think like, I'm saving people by the thousands. <laughs> and God's like, you're sending them to hell by the thousands. You, you think you're doing this right, you think you're using your weapon to save, but in reality you're using it to harm and you're making them more a child of hell. Then you're not saving people, but rather you are harming people. Religious leaders, you have the weapon. It is not to do your will, it is not to fulfill your desires, or to see what benefits you. It is to do God's will, what he desires, and what benefits him. Shooting. You religious leaders. Do we have any religious leaders here? Point is, with the weapons that God's given you, don't be weird. You know what I'm talking about? Don't be weird. Don't be, don't be weird. I'm gonna stand in the corner. And I'm going to tell every drug addict that they're going to go to hell. I'm going to tell homosexuals they're going to hell. I live in, I live with us, that stand with this. And I'm going to be very honest with you guys. I can't stand it. I don't, I don't care. I'm just going to be honest. And they say, gays, you're going to hell. I'm like, not before you. I can't, I can't stand that. I feel like standing in the show, you go to heaven. Their life never demonstrates that, but their cardboard sure does. Come on, are we really that kind of person that stands in this? Repent to Jesus or, or burn in hell. In that manner, in that fashion, don't be weird with your weapon because if you carry a freak, like know how to use it, man. Know where to use it. Really gonna do, guys? Come here, come here. You're really, all you're gonna do instead of draw people in, you're gonna just draw people away. Instead of touching them, you're gonna freak them the heck out. You know Jesus? Come here, brother. You know Jesus? Really? That's the way you preach the gospel. Yeah, have you read this box yet? It's a cardboard box. I even drew a fire for you. Because you're going to go to hell if you don't know Jesus. Come on, do you think that's the spirit of Christ? <laughs> We're too saved even for our own selves. <sighs> it's stressful just to hang out with them. <laughs> My brother yesterday, I said, I'm so... <laughs> shoot you right now, don't ever say that again. You know what I'm saying? You guys seen the video, right? Stuff, man. Please, not in God's kingdom. Just be like Christ. Hey, hey, you're dangerous. They'll look at you as weird. It doesn't gain respect. It doesn't really save anyone. Instead, it brings fear. My hometown, Key West, that stand up with these stupid signs. I would love to interview. I'm I'll take my Nerf gun. But I'm going to ask them. I bet you it's zero. I bet you they save zero. It's, it's wrong. You're a religion fashion show. You know, you walk down the carpet, you flash your gun around, it has no power, power to scare rather than power to heal. Matthew 23, the message 1, 2, and 7 says it this way. Watch this. Now Jesus turned to address his disciples along with the crowd that had gathered they are they're official interpreters. What he's telling them is they sit on Moses' seat. These are religious men of God's law. You won't go wrong in following, but be very careful about what? 
about following them. Ain't that crazy? Hey, watch them. Like, if you're going to hang out with these people, watch. Just close your eyes. Don't be careful about following them. They, they talk a good line. A spit and polish veneer. Four through seven. Instead of giving you God's rules, loading you down like, like pack animals, they seem to take pleasure in their lives are perpetual fashion shows. Embroidered, pr- they love to sit at the head table at church dinners, basking in the most prominent positions, preening in the radiance of public flattery, receiving honorary with them. Man, this is good. This is good. Don't be a religious fashion show. He bowed down and washed some dirty man's feet. You carry a weapon, and I know how to use this right. That on which you fire, if you've never made yourself ready to learn, to understand that which you hold, that which you attain, to fire, to truly understand your weapon. Let's be ready, church, because he has equipped us all more than you could ever imagine. And until that day comes with what he's giving me, I just got to be ready. And he talks about a day in which the glory and the promises that await us arrive in our heaven. He says this, but in that coming day, no weapon that is turned against you voice raised up to accuse you. And these benefits I, the Lord, have spoken. No weapon formed against you shall ever prosper. So as weapons are being formed, as weapons are being fashioned against you, fashion yours. Speak like that. Because I'm about destroying strongholds, punishing every thought and opinion, and you're cursing me. Come on. Fashion your weapons against me. I might just go and love you. Go ahead and bless you. Come on, just might do a fundraiser for you. Yes. Come on. Come on, make some noise. I nailed her. You guys are scared of Nancy. Because none of you want to cheer. No, I'm happy. Let's have it. Let's worship him. Amen. <laughs> Love it. I couldn't hit Robert for five feet away from me. But I nailed my wife from like what? What is that? 50? We're not talking about what she's going to do to me. (laughs) Amen. Thank you. We'll be back next Sunday. Unless God comes for us. Next Sunday going to use this. I'll bring my Nerf gun. I'm not going to do it. I don't want to hit him. I'm going to use wisdom. I'm going to use wisdom. We're talking about ready. I'm not going to do it. But, you know. I promise you I was aiming for the three. So I did pretty good for, for trying to hit the three. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. But we're going to talk about Ready, aim, and then we're going to talk about 
Next Sunday is Mother's Day. And what a beautiful that God's equipped them with. Mom, 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 invite all the moms you know next week. Because there's something about moms in the world. But not only about moms, but it's something that, that the Lord is also calling the church to. All right, good. You got ready. You're going to do with what you're ready for. Because it's... It's dumb. It's dumb. Let's aim and shoot. Let's aim and fire. If we say we're ready. Weapons. So many weapons. I pray that you would use them. I pray that you would grow. I pray that you would recognize your call. I'm not asking not asking you to just wave it around for one thing to be conformed that's all scripture is asking you for just be conformed to the image of Christ be this person be conformed be ready understand it keep it watch what God's going to do fire fire we'll talk about that next week can you stand with me Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for this morning. You blessed my life today. You've worked such a work in me just today. Not just because I hit someone very special with a Nerf gun. But Lord, because you're good and you remind us of your goodness today. And today we pray that as a church, as a people, we're ready. be ready that we'd be ready next week as we come for aim and fire that that in which we're ready for we would execute it we would see your glorious work in our lives and in the lives of others because what good would Paul and Silas would have been in the prison with believing in prayer, but never executing prayer. With believing in worship, but never executing worship. What good would that have been? So Lord, I thank you for this morning. So as we just spend a, just a few minutes real quick in worship, you know who you are. If you're saying, I, I come before you, Lord, and just want to be ready and just prepare me and make me make me that that ready child with my weapon fashioned and prepared and knowledge of it wisdom in it Lord, Lord make me make me ready if that's you today lift up your hearts right now maybe you need a certain prayer I would love to pray for you if that's you the altar's open I'll open it for you. Come up and we'll pray. If you've never accepted Jesus, come up and tell me as we pray. Say, I've never accepted him. I want to accept Jesus today. I want to be ready for that glorious day. What do I have to do? Come up. I'm going to invite you up. Stand up here and I'll come down where you're at and we'll pray and we'll worship together. So guys, if you're good and you're fine and everything's well, just worship him. It's up to strengthen you. To continue to make you ready.
Lord, continue to do a work. Let's worship him for a few minutes, church. Let's get lost for, for a little while in his presence. Let God do a work in your heart.